I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind, where we talk about what it looks like to thrive in motherhood as the free, confident, joy-filled women God has called us to be. Okay, I am really excited about this episode because I'm going to be sharing the practice that has radically changed my marriage. And you'll be hearing more about that in a minute, but I just want to share just for a minute why this matters so much to me. If you had seen me a couple years ago, new mom, lots of anxiety, dealing with perfectionism, um, struggling with postpartum rage, then you would understand why I would say that back then my marriage was really, really struggling. Things were really, really tough between my husband and I. And I just didn't know how to cope with the stresses that we were coming up against. I didn't know how to communicate or how to express my needs, my desires. We didn't know how to connect even when I just wasn't feeling like I wanted to be a wife anymore. All of my life was now wrapped around this this new role as a mom. And so, yes, our marriage went through a really tough season. And what I needed during that season was a strategy. I needed tools. I needed strategies. I needed wisdom on how to just kind of just revive my marriage. I needed to get back to a place of connecting with my husband. I needed to learn how to communicate better with my husband. So so this practice that I'm about to share with you guys today is so important because it's brought my marriage back from a place of just just desolation, just a place of emptiness even where we were just going through the motions almost felt like we were roommates for a while and not only this practice but other ones too especially like ones that we've learned since going to counseling marriage counseling has been so good for us but but this practice right here this is what has transformed so much for us and that's why I want to share this with you guys today it's how I went from being angry all the time and snapping at my husband all the time to being able to respond to situations with love and with grace. It's it's how I've been able to overcome my anxieties even. It's how I've been able to just learn how to love better and learn how to live from a place of gentleness and graciousness. So I hope that this, that listening to this today encourages and empowers you and it equips you in your marriage, that it, it helps you even in situations where you may be feeling a lot of guilt or a lot of shame or pain of knowing that your marriage is not where you want it to be or where you think it should be. I get that pain. I was in that place and I really do believe that practices like this one can be a game changer. It can be a marriage saver. So, but before I go into this practice, I also just want to say that the really amazing thing about this is that it isn't just for marriages, okay? It's for every relationship, your friends, your coworkers, your um, your children even. And I for sure am going to be using this with my children as they get older and also especially with the foster children that we end up taking in, which by the way, I just want to share with you guys that we are officially licensed. We are officially foster parents. How amazing is that? So 
we're so excited we're literally just waiting by the phone waiting for our first call for our first placement we're really excited about that but this is a practice that i'm going to be using with those placements with those children because we need to we need to learn how to trust people's hearts we need to learn how to dive into people's hearts and how to really listen and to and to love them through that so anyway this is the practice that has radically changed my marriage and and can i just say that hearing how much you guys have been enjoying this season so far has been so encouraging to me um it's it's really amazing to know that you guys are listening that you guys are sharing and even leaving reviews which is always just really really cool um i want to share a review real quick that i thought was unbelievably amazing um this one was from shopaholic 101 and it says, I was looking for an inspirational podcast to listen to after I gave birth. I bumped into this podcast and truly fell in love. It inspired and motivated me to become a certified postpartum doula. I truly look forward to listening every week. Isn't that just amazing? I I can't get over the fact that people are, they're listening, but they're also being inspired and motivated to go out and help other women and help other moms too. This is, this is just so cool. And I mean, it's why I do what I do. I want to empower moms in this season of motherhood. I want them to chase after all that God has for them to love motherhood as much as they can and to find joy in so many different things. So anyway, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to today's episode. This this whole talk is actually from a video that I posted in my Facebook group a couple months ago. Um, so it's already been out in the world, but I know that not everyone has heard it or seen it. So this is from my Facebook group. If you're not already a part of my group, I would love for you to join. You can find that by clicking um, the link in the show notes. So anyway, without further ado, this is the practice that has radically changed my marriage. Hey guys, so I want to take a minute to talk about this practice that's really changed my marriage. It's it's helped us with our communication, it's, it's changed the way that we handle conflict, and it's helped me tremendously in the area of anger, which is why I want to share this with you guys today. Um, this is something that I've become really passionate about sharing, and I think it can be really helpful to you too. So before I dive into what exactly this practice is, I want to take a minute to talk about triggers for anger in marriage. And I know that for all of us wives, those triggers can look like different things, but I think I think a lot of them fall into this category of unmet expectations. So you maybe ask your husband to do something and he forgets to do it and your expectation wasn't met and you're angry about it. Or maybe he did do what you asked him to do, but he didn't do it to the exact standard that you expected or you wanted him to meet. So you were disappointed in that. Um, So there's all these unmet expectations that oftentimes can cause anger in our marriage. But I want to challenge you to think for a second about what might be underneath those unmet expectations. I believe that underneath our unmet expectations, there's oftentimes a distrust of motives. There's a distrust of our husband's heart. So, you know, maybe in those times of anger, you know, you're looking at the the problem right in front of you and you're angry about that problem. But I think oftentimes there's actually a thought going on in our head that we may not even realize is going on. And maybe that thought is, he doesn't care about me or 
he doesn't see me. He doesn't understand me. He, he only cares about himself. He's, he's lazy. He's selfish. He's apathetic. Um, all these different thoughts that can become a pattern of thinking. And that's what I believe is oftentimes at the root of our anger. It's this distrust of our husbands, our husband's motives, our husband's hearts. And, and what this practice does, the one that I'm about to share with you, is it helps our brain start to correct those thoughts. It replaces them with truth. It replaces them with healthier ways of thinking. It replaces um, those lies with, with truth and understanding. So this practice is, in essence, a phrase. And that phrase is, can you help me understand why? Can you help me understand why blank? And you can fill in the blank with whatever. Can you help me understand why you didn't unload the dishwasher? Can you help me understand why you're not being engaged with the kids right now? Can you help me understand why you gave me that look or why you said that sarcastic comment? You know, whatever it is that you want to fill in that blank with, this is the phrase that I, I want you to try out in your own marriage because it has helped us tremendously. And I'll explain why. When we ask this question, when we use this phrase, we are giving our husbands a chance to replace those lies, those thoughts, the, the he doesn't see me, he doesn't care about me. It gives him a chance to replace those with truth. It gives him a chance to help us understand his heart, to, to help us see things in a new light that maybe doesn't really warrant anger at all. It doesn't, there doesn't need to be conflict. There doesn't need to be anger or yelling or, or lashing out. Maybe there's actually a really good reason, but, but until we ask, until we understand and seek out that understanding, it's kind of hard to see it for what it is. So I'll give you an example um, of a few different times how this has worked out um, in my marriage and also a time um, in other people's marriage as well. So um, for me, there have been many times where I have been angry at my husband for not being present with the kids. And I remember there was one day in particular where I, it was his day off from work and he was with them in the living room and I could tell that he wasn't paying attention. He was just kind of staring off in the distance. The kids were whining, yelling, you know, not really getting along. They were upset. They needed him. And I was, you know, doing something else. And I looked over and seeing what was happening, just it brought up this anger in me. I was frustrated. I'm thinking, it's your day off. You should be hanging out with your kids. You shouldn't be half present. You know, what's happening? Well, before I snapped, before I lashed out or got angry, I just chose to use this phrase can you help me understand why you're not being present with the kids right now? Can you help me understand why you why you seem so disengaged? And what was so funny is that, you know, I, I thought maybe he would just say, I'm sorry, like, you're right, I'll fix this, I'll figure it out, which is a great, you know, a great response too. But actually, he got really quiet for a moment and he thought and he thought about it and he said, I think it's because I forgot to have coffee this morning. And... I know that seems so silly, but it actually made sense. You know, every other day when my husband's at work, he has this big cup of coffee right off, right off the bat in the morning. And on his day off, he didn't have any coffee. So he was a little bit more sluggish. He did seem a little bit more tired. And it actually made sense that he wouldn't be quite as engaged with us, with his family, because he just missed his coffee. I didn't, I didn't realize in that moment that he was sensitive to caffeine. I don't really think he realized it either, but once he did, he said to me, 
I'm gonna go make a cup of coffee right now and I'm, I'm gonna try again. You know, from now on, on my days off from work, I'm gonna make sure I still have that coffee. And it was just so funny how I, I saw him and I understood him in a new way. And I didn't need to get angry about it. I didn't need to yell at him about it. It was, there was a problem and there was a solution. But until I asked him, until I dove in a little bit more into his motives, his reasonings, no one knew, no one saw it. I'll give you an, um, another example. Um, a woman that I just spoke to recently in a workshop, she shared with me an example of how her husband came home from work one night and he was riling up the baby. The baby was just about to go to sleep and, and he started playing with the baby and talking to her and, um, and just getting her all excited. And, and the wife, she was angry because she, she thought that the daughter was getting overstimulated and she had trouble getting her back to sleep later that day. And it just, everything just felt too loud, too noisy. And she didn't understand why he would come home and why he would be like that, why he would cause this overstimulation. And she actually ended up using this phrase, you know, can you help me understand why you overstimulated her? Why did you come home and make this big, big excitement for no reason? And he, his answer was, you know, she's thinking he doesn't care about what I've been through today. He doesn't care about how long this day has been. He doesn't care about our daughter's sleep or about how hard it is for me to get her to go to sleep. But it, instead of, you know, those, those being his motives, he actually said that his motives were that he missed his daughter. He, he didn't mean to overstimulate her, but he did because he felt like he just needed to have that connection. He really just wanted to spend time with her. He hadn't seen her all day and he missed her. And in that moment, as she's hearing him explain this, it's like, it's like her anger just kind of melted away because it made sense because that was the truth because that is his heart and it's a beautiful thing his motives were not bad at all they were actually really good but but because she had that pattern of thinking she maybe wasn't able to see it until she saw after it so so, so I'm passionate about this practice because I really do believe that it brings us and our husbands closer together. It stops those arguments right in its track before, right, right in their track before they need to happen. But, um, but I'll tell you something that I know is very frustrating and very discouraging. But I, I think that you need to hear this, and it's that you might be watching this video and you might be thinking, okay, I'm going to try this from now on in my marriage. Whenever I feel myself starting to get angry, I'm going to use this phrase instead, and it's going to work, and things are going to go great. And I, I have to tell you and be honest that it's not going to go like that. Odds are you're going to hear this and you're going to want to do this, but you're going to struggle for a long time to get that phrase to come out of your mouth before you get angry, before you yell or lash out or whatever it is that you do when you're angry. And this is why we have to break the patterns. We have to, we have to change that thinking and it doesn't happen overnight self-control over our anger. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit. And I think that we forget that it's a fruit that needs to be grown, that needs to be nurtured, and that that takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen just because we want it, because we try to will it into existence. No, it has to be grown and nurtured, and we have to be patient with the process. So this is what I suggest for women who who are going to struggle with putting this practice um, into, into putting this phrase into practice. And it's journaling. I do this all the time, maybe every other day um, for about the past nine months. And it has helped me so much. And what I do is in the morning when I'm having my time with God or just, you know, spending some time journaling or writing or processing, I, in my journal, I write out the question, 
how did I hear Grant's, Grant is my husband, how did I hear Grant's heart yesterday? Or how did I hear Grant's heart this week? And then I'll write a few bullet points of times of tension, things that he said, things that he maybe communicated without saying it, um, things that I picked up on, things that I noticed, and also times uh, where he shared with me things that were going on after I used the phrase, can you help me understand? So I'll write down a few different bullet points of ways that I heard Grant's heart that day. And then I'll write down the question, how can I respond to these things? And that's where I get to, I get to take action, where I get to write, okay, this is what I'm going to do now that I know my husband feels this way, or now that I know what he's struggling with, or now that I know the real reason for his actions, how can, this is how I can support him. This is how I can move forward so that I don't get angry at him, but so that I can better love him and serve him and understand him. I'll give you a few examples. I have my journal right here. Um, just recently I wrote down, um, how have I heard Grant's heart lately? And one of the things that um, that he said was that he wants to be a better dad and discipline differently. Um, and this this was something that I I didn't realize that he cared about. I didn't realize this was something that he is working on for himself. Um, this happened on on a particular day when I noticed that he was snapping and kind of yelling at our eldest a lot. She's two, so she's in that stage where she's whining and yelling and throwing tantrums. And he, I could tell that he was getting frustrated with her and he was lashing out at her. And in response, I wanted to lash out at him. I'm frustrated with him. I don't wanna hear yelling in my house. I don't want him to handle things in this way so instead of yelling at him though I, I asked him you know can you help me understand why you're being so impatient with Tessa why are you yelling at her like why are you so frustrated with her and he shared with me that he he's trying he's trying to discipline differently he wants to be a better dad but he just doesn't know how and he feels out of control and that's where this anger and frustration is coming from I could have, I probably could have figured that out, but in the moment, as I was getting frustrated, I'm thinking, he's not being a good dad. You know, it's the lie, the, the, the distrust of motive, the distrust of his heart. He doesn't care about being a good dad. He's being so mean. He's selfish. He's, he's just, he's, you know, and so all these thoughts that I'm having, but he, I needed help seeing the truth. And the truth is that he's trying. He does want to be that better dad. He does want discipline differently. He just doesn't know how. So, so after I wrote down that, I wrote, what can I do in response? and I wrote encourage him with new discipline techniques maybe help him figure out some new ways he can discipline maybe model good discipline for him encourage him and tell him he is a good dad and he does have what it takes to discipline with love and with grace um, so that was one example I'll share one more um, um, I for a long time, I have had frustrations with my husband about his um, his relationship with God. Not that he doesn't have a relationship, but that I love spending time in the Word, and he struggles with it. And for me, that that's a big deal. I, I want to see him have his time in the Word. I want to see him open his Bible and dive into it. And over time, I've, I've grown to kind of resent the fact that that's a struggle for him, that he wrestles with that. So I remember, you know, after so many years of yelling at him about it and getting on to him about it, I asked him, you know, can you help me understand why you're 
why you don't want to open your Bible? Or can you help me understand why this is so hard for you to do? Or why, why you don't seem like you care? You know, the thought in my head was he doesn't care about God. He's apathetic about his faith. He doesn't even care about me because he knows that I care about this, but he still doesn't want to put effort into it. That's the distrust of motives. That's the thought that I had going on. But the truth, the real motive, and what he shared with me was that he he, he said he wishes he could read the Bible for the first time all over again so that it would feel more alive. He's been praying for God to speak through his word for years, and he's feeling discouraged. Um, he doesn't see the Bible as being written about him, so he struggles to connect with it. He struggles with wanting to read it. And as he's sharing these things with me, I'm realizing that it's not that he's you know, being lazy or being apathetic. It's just that it's hard for him. And maybe he's feeling discouraged. He's feeling like God is distant from him and he doesn't know what to do about that. So I wrote down, you know, those things. And then I wrote, what can I do in response to this? And I wrote, encourage him to keep studying scripture, but also maybe teach him what it looks like to study scripture. Maybe there's new ways to dive into scripture that he hasn't heard of before. Or he doesn't know about, you know, maybe I can share what I'm learning with him to kind of, to kind of help him see how the Bible is still alive and active. Um, you know, I, I wrote down more gentleness, less judgment. Up until then I had been so judgmental, but in that moment when he's sharing his heart with me, I realized I have a choice to be gentle. I have a choice to, to model goodness to him to model studying scripture for him and and once I realized that this changed the way that I handled this situation tremendously it really did and it helped us a lot so so those were some examples um but like I said this this is a practice that takes time to develop but I really do believe that it will grow that fruit in us that we're so desperate to see we want to have that self-control we want to work through our anger we want to make progress and have healthier happier marriages and so I just want to encourage you today to try this for yourself try asking the phrase can you help me understand why even if it happens after the fight even if it happens after you lash out it's still valuable and you can still have fruit come from that especially when you're taking the time to process through these things journal through them later write down how did I hear my husband's heart today you know what can I do about that how can I meet him where he's at how can I show him that I understand him and love him with what I now know hey guys if you love today's episode I want to hear about it so take a screenshot put in your insta stories tag me at soul care for the new mom and let people know that you are listening because people find the podcast and that is always a huge encouragement to me what also is really encouraging is reading reviews so if you haven't already i would love if you would take a second and leave a quick rating and review in itunes or your apple podcast app this would mean so much to me and again it's just always so encouraging to know that you guys are enjoying this that you're growing from this and that you are loving what i'm putting out so thank you guys again and i'm wishing you a great rest of the week